Welcome to the Continuous Delivery Podcast. My name is Zarar. My name is Chaba. I'm Hina Marks. And I'm Cheesy. Today's topic is metrics. Some people cringe at them. Some people love them. Some people optimize for them. Chaba, when somebody asks you to measure a particular metric like velocity, like insert whatever you like, what is the first thing that goes through your mind and what is your reaction to that? My first reaction would be to ask them, what are you actually trying to accomplish? What is actually the outcome that you are looking for? Because uh, that outcome should define the, the metric that you, are, that you are going to use. People uh, in general believe that if we measure velocity, we will be able to measure some kind of a performance or some kind of an output or, or something like that. Specifically with velocity, one of the, the things that uh, the Chaba already mentioned is the fact that people expect velocity to be an indication of performance, to be an indication of productivity almost. Um, first of all, I think that's a, that's a misnomer. That's absolutely not the case. Uh, my, my expectation would also be if they come up with something like velocity, that it would be performance. So go to what is it really that they want to learn? How can you now translate this into something that is not necessarily gameable uh, and that gives you good indications? I, I think it depends on if you make uh, set targets or goals, to be quite honest. If you take a metric and then you set out a goal, like, for example, we want to see 90% test coverage or something like that, then then uh, you tend to have a lot of gaming, in my, my opinion. And, and a lot of times it's not intentional. Uh, sometimes it is intentional. If you make take a metric and make it a, a goal, you effectively destroy that metric. Things that the team wants to measure internally, though, to help them improve, I, I think that, that uh, from my experience, we don't see a lot of gaming there. Where, where I see kind of the gaming uh, is if those internal metrics from the team are reported outside of the team uh, up to management, for example, where management wants to track it, then it puts a lot of additional pressure on the teams because they know they're being watched. Uh, if, if teams start to be measured against each other, again, nobody wants to be on a losing team. So so we'll see people uh, uh, do things that cause the metric to move in the right direction, even though maybe the underlying activity is not necessarily uh, improving. So I, I, I personally think the lean metrics really fall into that category uh, things like cycle time, lead time, etc. And whenever we're looking at the delivery organization, how teams or organizations deliver software, uh, we can also add the DORA metrics into that. And the other aspect is, uh, again, uh, bringing the business perspective, because ultimately the, the goal is to uh, make an organization successful. So now the question is how those metrics ultimately will lead to organizational success. And all these uh, indicators that uh, we talk about these metrics, this is what um, I would consider uh, mainly leading indicators, which means that these would be early signs that the organization has the potential to, to succeed. But then there are some, uh, some lagging indicators. And uh, those, those metrics are, are truly uh, bringing in the, the value, for example, increasing number of customers or number of subscribers. And, uh, and often there's a significant lag or a significant discrepancy between these early signs, these leading indicators or these leading metrics 
and those lagging metrics. So uh, when we describe these, uh, so uh, these metrics or these indicators, let's also add the the their usage. Where 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 would you employ these at, and and what do they tell us? I want to dig in a little bit on the Dora metrics. The, the main ones seem to be deployment frequency, which essentially means how often do you deploy your software to production, and the other top one uh, is lead time for changes. Uh, which means uh, how long does it take for your code to go from being committed to actually running in production? One aspect of th- that might be surprising to somebody who's reading this report is, is that as lead time decreases, it actually changes not just the behavior of uh, developers and engineers because they're excited and they, they're excited to see their code running in production, they get feedback faster, but also it changes the way the product people look at teams. Uh, suddenly, they're not looking at a delivery view of um, of their work, but they're looking at it more from an experimentation perspective. What is so special about lead time that drives that behavior? Well, on the development side, what, what drives the behavior is you now know that whenever you're committing your code, that code is going to go in front of users. And, and so it it puts an emphasis on ensuring that you really have quality. And so... Uh, Again, I've worked with teams where once we start to really push and to drive for continuous delivery, once we start saying we're going to put code in production every couple of days or every day or whatever, that becomes the final push where they say, okay, we've really, really got to nail the quality aspect. Uh, On the product side, I think our product folks are so jaded because for so long we have not been able to respond to their needs for so long. We, we haven't really followed the agile principles uh, and, and, and values with them that, that they're, they're not used to this idea that they get to put small things out and learn from that rapidly. And so, so it, there's a little bit of a mind shift once they actually see this start to happen, that all of a sudden they start thinking about what's the next very small thing I can get out as opposed to here's the next feature that I've designed and it's going to take two or three months to to build and deliver. And so they really start to learn that they can get value much more rapidly and that they can test and experiment. What I like about the Dora metrics is that two of them balance the other two out. Uh, If you look at the top two metrics uh, in Dora, which is deployment frequency and lead time for changes, they're very much around speed. Is that get stuff out the door quickly, get feedback faster, uh, do things quickly and do them often. And the other two, uh, some of you alluded to, are Time to restore service, which is how often do you actually fix a problem, and also change failure rate is how often a deployment that you uh, that, that goes to production results in degraded service. So it's not just saying go fast, 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 but it also has some balancing metrics in there, which goes, yeah, you're going fast, but these are your quality checks against going fast. Whether exactly. you're going too fast, you'll you, you'll get that feedback in another metric. So I, I, I like the fact that they're tied together. The only way really to ensure that metrics are, are valuable and are not gamed is by trying to balance them out with other metrics that if you would game them, something would show up on this other metric. If you introduce metrics, throw them in front of a team and actually ask them to game them, to intentionally game them. And when you see them being gamed, then you can start building uh, balancing metrics that actually would figure out, okay, hang on. If you start gaming this metric in these various uh, creative ways that you just uh, demonstrated, 
how would we now see this pop up somewhere else? What else would we need to measure to ensure that the initial one is actually achieving the correct results? So um, the, the balancing act that you see in the DORA metrics, you can learn from that as well if you want to build a set of your own metrics that would be valuable on top of the ones that DORA already provides. I kind of want to talk a little bit about psychological safety because every time somebody introduces a metric to me, my default human psychological reaction is to get defensive. Oh, I'm going to get measured by this. It doesn't matter how great that metric is, lead time, throughput, whatever it is. You get this automatic reaction that, oh, now they're measuring what I'm doing. How do you safeguard teams and give them the psychological safety to live in the presence of metrics? Um, that's actually a great question, Zarar. And uh, I, I believe that when a when a new team stands up and the organizational change happens in from that perspective, the same way as we would look at a, at a user story, it has to be a thin slice where it uh, the entire uh, ecosystem it touches front end, back end, and and back end systems. The same way in organization, this has to be a thin slice when this change happens. What I mean by that is that leadership has to be involved. And leadership has to understand what is the purpose of these metrics. So if the leadership is prepared well ahead of time to understand what is the actual purpose of these metrics, what are we trying to accomplish, then whenever these are introduced, they can they can actually prepare the teams and they can uh, provide uh, this uh, this environment where those metrics use truly what they are designed to to do. Uh, what if we would turn this around that instead of in, instead of having management basically demand certain metrics from from teams, what if we would turn it around and the management say, "Hey, we want fee- speedy reaction time uh, or speedy reaction to our customers. If our customers have a problem, we want them uh, we want that problem to be solved rapidly. We don't care how you measure it." But you, could you come up as a team with a couple of metrics that actually would show evolution in the way that we respond to our customers? Would that be valuable? And what would be the challenges with that? The reason why I wanted to throw it out there is because that might actually completely turn the for psychological safety around. Uh, suddenly, the teams are in control and they uh, can propose those metrics. And of course, they need to defend that those metrics will show uh, what uh, what management is asking for. I think the first question is is alignment and then autonomy. So, so what I what I mean by that is I think they have to be aligned. What are they trying to accomplish together, and 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 then choose the right metrics. And then and then to your point, I would say that that let the team be autonomous to drive and and to and and to go to, and to work towards those those goals. And and metrics, I believe, is just. Is just a tool to make sure that yeah we are on the right path and this is again what I mentioned earlier about about leading and and, and trailing indicators uh, for me these are some early some early signs that yes we are on the right path so for example if you employ Dora metrics and your Dora metrics are improving that's usually uh, a good sign that that you are improving towards the right direction I I, I personally would think it would depend on the team. You know, and and to be quite honest, the culture of the organization as well. Uh, you know, if it's an organization where people are penalized or there's lots of pressure to meet uh, objectives and metrics, then then I would be hesitant uh, to do that because 
what what will happen in that case is the team will will really start to try to go out and come up with metrics that that maybe they already excel at or 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 whatever it might be. So so I I, I personally think that to create the psychological safety, it, it's not really as as much about uh, what we measure or what we don't measure, but it's more about what we do with with the data that we get that we measure, and how is it leveraged within the organization. The the great fear being that a team is going to be penalized, or you won't receive your raise, or your bonus will be lower, or whatever it might be. If if your your data is, you know, if if the data comes back and shows that that you're not performing at the same level as somebody else. And for me, this is a management issue. That this is an issue that that management needs to get in front of and build the culture around continuous learning and around we use data to understand where we are so that we can improve and build out the 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 comfort, if you will, and safe for, for within the teams so that they know that we need to use this data to help us get better, to, to understand, are we trending in the right direction? And so again, I think to have that happen only within the team is, is asking a lot of the team. I think a lot of that has to come from leadership. There's a general obsession, I want to say, with trying to measure productivity. Um, mm-hmm. Velocity, which is probably the most popular scum met scum. I think that was a Freudian slip there. Uh, <laughs> the most popular scrum metric is, you know, it, is it gets uh, criticized a lot because it's gameable. It is it is often used to compare teams across. Management misreads it, and and there's a whole bunch of issues with it. Some of the secondary metrics, let's call them, that that I try to keep an eye on is if, if a developer loses their work, how quickly does it take for them to get that work back? Like how quickly is a PR being merged into the main line? Are there any other productivity metrics that may not even just a metric or a behavior that you might say, okay, if I see that some intervention or some sort of coaching is needed. To be honest with you, I I yet to see a quantitative metric. Qualitative metric, there, there, are, there are a few things out there that could give you indicators whether a team is healthy. I could I, I could mention the the squat health check from uh, from uh, Henrik Nieberg. Any metric that that gives you productivity, the, the the best so far is are the Dora metrics, but they are not actually truly productivity metric. When I hear productivity, is ultimately business outcomes. Did this team contribute somehow? Number of subscribers. This this is for me the the true measure of of productivity when actually the business. Uh, has some 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 positive outcomes out of it. I personally like to look at throughput as well, uh, just to see what items are moving through the team, how many are being completed each day. I think that that is sort of the front end to the Dora, if you will. Uh, as far as is a team working well together, I love this this uh, story of the mother's ear. You know where. A mother's in the kitchen preparing dinner. The kids are playing in the next room. And if there's yelling and screaming, the mother knows that there's a problem. But also, if it's dead silent, the mother probably thinks that there might be some issue as well. And so the mother's looking for this nice, steady buzz of playing together, of talking, whatever it might be. 
And sometimes I like to do that with a team as well. If I'm working with a team, if they're all located together and there's a healthy buzz, I see people talking, people looking at each other's computer, people pairing, potentially mobbing every once in a while. Uh, I have a feeling that they're working together in a healthy way. If everybody is sitting at their computer, staring at their own monitor and not talking to each other at all, then I tend to think that there's there, that there might be some challenges there. We were praising Dora a lot, but I have seen lead time or throughput especially become almost like a, in Cheesy's analogy there, the kids making a lot of noise where you see very, very high throughput on, on stories getting done or work getting done, but it's not necessarily tied to the business outcomes. And, 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 and the way I often kind of deal with that is if, if there are product managers on the, on the team, I really expect them to clarify, you know, at the start of a initiative or a project or what have you, that if we cancel this entire project right now and don't do anything, what do our business metrics look like if we do nothing? And then I try to overlay that with, okay, now that we are doing this project, this is what the delta is between doing nothing and what we want. And I think aligning the team to those kind of business objectives and looking back at them over um, periodically, I find that to be highly effective. Now, that has been kind of bastardized into OKRs and all these other things. But at the highest level, that business alignment, which Chaba mentioned, I find is just as critical as some of the throughput metrics that uh, that we're talking about. You can easily game those by measuring pr- throughput of tasks. That's not what we want. We want to measure throughput of what we call stories, which is pieces of value, value for end users, extra functionality, and so forth. As a quantitative measure, the number of days that something is a problem before it is actually addressed by the entire team or before it is known by the entire team. Uh, That, to me, is a really good indicator. The number of uh, daily stand-ups that a particular challenge has not been addressed is not uh, taken on by the entire team, that somebody does not get any help from somebody else, that, to me, is an ideal or, or really good indicator of how well a team is operating as a team. This is this is kind of my problem with in, in generally when teams starting up and then and then organizations that start, start going especially at the beginning they kind of focusing on these on these team level kind of metrics and the great product owners are able to link the team to the outcomes and so so kind of giving a purpose to the teams and and I believe that's ultimately your 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 ultimate metric when when this team sees that yes, we are putting a dent into that. So what you mentioned, Zerar, is so pretty much what you described there is a baseline, right? So this is how our organization operates in this in this area. Now we put this team together and this team is making an impact. And if we can make this visible and we can that make an impact on that bottom line, on that on that organizational problem or on that whatever that that, that team is, is about to solve or improve. I think that's the, the that's the, the the greatest thing that the team can happen to a team. And then if now if that team starts um, uh, um, employing like metrics such as Dora metrics, which they kind of get a feedback about their own operations because we haven't mentioned yet, but but I believe that these metrics are extremely good uh, to have an objective feedback for the team about about how they work and uh, and. So if they are able to find the right combination, then I think that has a potential to become a high-performing team. 
And with that, we conclude this episode of the Continuous Delivery Podcast. Goodbye.